0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It is the unfiltered experience with yours truly Christopher Roush and my amazing co-host
1: Scott coyette
0: And we are here to provide you the opportunity to expand your mind and your opportunities, to increase your confidence, your self-awareness, to have a rocking kick-ass life. We're here again once live Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And both Scott and I are just chillaxing. What's going on, brother? I have not talked to you since the last time we did our show. And uh I appreciate you being here and it does appear that I am black.
1: Yeah, actually you're frozen. I can uh, all I see is a slightly di- distorted Christopher Roush. But the distortion a slightly is distorted
0: Christopher Roush. I know I'm Dang. seeing it on my monitor right now and it's fucking crazy. I don't understand what the hell is going on. I come back and my 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 stuff is not working. So uh
1: So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, Chris. If you've got any emotion or anything that you want to express that you need it to be expressed manually, what I would ask you to do is t- type it into me. And I will act that out for you.
0: If you don't mind. <laughs> um, let's see, let's just try that. So there we are. No, Boy, cam. I, can see,
1: I can see nothing, but I like it. You can see like nothing. nothing.
0: You, you can see nothing, but you like it. I just feels okay, good. There we go. Let's try that. Come on now.
1: It's,
0: <laughs> it's like, I very come very back pleasant. from vacation and my shit's not working anymore.
1: There you go. It's It's good enough. A little blurry, but we got some blurry Christopher Roush. I like it. I like blurry. Christopher Roush.
0: You like blur. There we go. Feels good. There we go. What's up, man? It's literally been—it feels like a second since we talked, and we literally just to see you guys out there. Scott and I haven't talked in like the last 15 days, so this is like <laughs> us catching up in front of you guys as we always do here on the Unfiltered Experience. So thank you, thank you guys for being here. Appreciate you. We got Mary Kay in the house. She says, "What's up?" Hey, you huggables. We got yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert Broker in the house. He says, "Hey, Christopher and Scott." We got a the brother slow, Ron bro. in the house. He says, "Little slow bro." <laughs> LOL technology is not on my side it's like chris he's just I, I literally was just out in the pool with my son just t- just chilling having a great time we got lee in the house hey lee. missed you hey, all yes. thank you lee for being here i come in here and i tell my i tell my assistant you know alexa but the other one and i said turn on my studio lights and it's like your studio is not connected i'm like what and then we get on here and my camera wasn't connected And i'm like okay this is kind of fucking weird yeah. but we are here tonight, live back at it and uh what's going on man i literally have not talked to you since we left and it's it's it feels like it feels like a minute but it was like for me it was like 15 days of craziness so what's going on with you man
1: i have a feeling that you'll say some of the same stuff because we're brothers from other other mothers and um i just feel like i needed that man i needed i needed that vacation i got so much to share with you i know you're in the same boat and um you know something about a vacation if taken correctly Whatever you need that in that moment, whether it's rest, adventure, um, solace, whatever the thing is you need, if you actually take that and, and receive it, what's on the other side is is beautiful. Because you know, I, I had just been going, 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 and I I feel I still probably have some more vacationing needed, which I have coming up. But I also I feel a lot better. I feel a lot clearer, even in the midst of all the craziness going on in the world. I feel a lot more at peace. I felt a lot more impactful. How about you? How are you feeling?
0: Um, Yeah, we literally got in last night. It was 15 days of craziness. And, uh, you know, I was in Italy. You were in uh, the Maldives and Singapore. Yeah, the same way. It was like it was much needed. It was crazy because it was like after the first, I don't know, five days. I was like I was ready to come home. I felt like it was too long to be away, but I just kind of settled into it and just kind of released control and surrendered like, OK, this is an amazing experience. This is an opportunity for me just to chill out. And uh, it was it was challenging for me in some respects.
1: Totally get it. Totally get it. That's the land of Serena, right? Serena Buffalino, Yeah. Right a is bit hi,
0: boys. <laughs> what's up, Serena? Thank you. Guys, thank you How for you? for postponing that meeting today. I was like very thankful for that. Uh, we got Ron in the house. Says great to see you guys again. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. So, so what were some of your uh, so let's let's just let's just back up for a second. I'm like, uh, I'm like wired yeah. because all the shit wasn't working for me.
1: Totally get it. So, you. uh,
0: we literally haven't talked. What are you having? What, are you, what cocktail are you having?
1: Um, so we actually the day we got back, um, we had some friends that uh, you know, we had been saying we we're going to meet up with forever. And there's a club that we joined a new rum place that's uh, like 10 minutes out of town and they've got a rum distillery. It's oh, nice. phenomenal. And they just made a new one called Hidalgo, which is a very Caribbean, uh, like an aged rum fantastic i just this is my first drink of it it's rum and coke and i wasn't gonna have one and then i'm like i'm gonna have one i'm just gonna and it's delicious Mm. they put all kinds of spices as like caramels in there it's fantastic
0: oh nice 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 nice. so uh so uh yeah serena saying i can't wait to take a vacation Yes, you need to take a vacation, not to Haiti, but you need to take a vacation. Definitely. I, I want to
1: come up there. I really, Serena, I'm not kidding either. I need to come up and see you and see uh, Patricia. Like, I'm, I'm really going to just jump on a plane and just knock on doors and just hang out with you guys at some point because I just want to. So,
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So talk to me. Talk, talk to me about your time. Where'd you go? How was it?
1: So, um, so the thing I want to share with you, and we've got some new guests that are going to come on and we can talk about them right now is, one of the things that I'm always doing when I'm on vacation is it's not just a vacation. I'm intruding. If you want to use that word on somebody else's, you know, home. And and I don't like to say intrude. I I say it kind of like wise acidly. Um, I'm going into their space. So I have to bring the best Scott possible, like the the truest self, like we're representing America, you know, Mm -hmm. and when I say America, I mean the United States For America. I do not mean that we're all America. I know that that's North and South. So, I, I ask a lot of questions. I put my best foot forward. I try not to be, you know, an idiot. I try to understand customs and blend in and not just be this like total douche. And so one of the questions I was asking everybody is, you know, what is it you love most about your country? And one of the things I found super interesting when we went to Singapore, because we flew to Singapore, stayed two days. Then we went on to the Maldives for eight and then we came back to Singapore for three, then went through Frankfurt. And so. A taxi driver, I just said, you know, what is it you love most about your country? And one of the things that I thought was super cool and super interesting and and weird at the same time is he said, I love the fact that people are disciplined.
0: <laughs> disciplined in their country?
1: I'm kind of like disciplined. They're very disciplined, so they don't have crime. They don't they don't do things wrong. There's a lot of laws that you can go to jail for, like, spitting out gum on the street. Yep. So he actually loved the fact they're disciplined. I go there thinking that's the biggest weird thing there, but I wanted to sit with it like while I was there. I'm like, okay, so there's discipline here. So what's the the byproduct that there's a clean city, there's like zero crime. People are super kind. And one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today is I really was thinking about that because you know, Chris, I always talk about self-love. The foundation of self-love is self-discipline. And so he's clearly saying self-discipline or discipline is the big thing. So they have it, but what's the overreach? Is it should I go to jail for five years for spitting on the ground? Should I, you know, get dragged out of, you know, a city because I was chewing gum and dropped it on the ground? You know, is that like overreach? Is that insane? And so what I was trying to figure out was a lot of the problems we have here in the U.S. they do not have there because of this forced discipline. But where is the line for that?
0: Where is the line? Yeah, it seems like it seems like that we're trying to get to that spot as well. But that was interesting for me as well as traveling. And I want to ask you this question is everywhere we went, people said, where are you from? And we said, well, obviously, we're from America or from the United States. Where are you from? Southern California. And every like probably I would just say 98 or 99 percent of the time said, what's going on with you guys? You guys oh, used to be the greatest place in the world. I don't know if you had this, but every single taxi drivers, bartenders, waitresses, wait, everybody we went like, where are you from? what's going on with the United States of America, you guys, you're so amazing, but it seems like you guys are falling apart. And I was just like, well, yeah, I mean, we have to go through hard times in order to to grow and become stronger and everything else. But it was kind of amazing because the people all agreed with that. And most of them said, At the same time they were talking about our previous administration we won't talk about the person's name but they were said you know what happened during that time and i said well sometimes you have to go and go through a lot of pain and go through a lot of trauma in order to bounce back and i said that's one of the things we talk about in our shows here is the fact that sometimes you have to hit bottom in order to realize where it is that you're going and what it is that you need to become so yeah i mean i agree with that and the thing i learned like a couple of lessons that i was thinking about you know especially being in italy was you know my wife and i were like so anxious to like to move on to the next thing But the culture there is very relaxed,
1: doesn't let you, doesn't let you No,
0: you're like three hours at a restaurant. You're like, okay, why is it taking so long for the food? Why does it take so long for the check? Why haven't they come back and checked on my drink? Because here in America, we're just so on to the next thing. We're like in a hurry to get to the next thing. It's going to make us miserable. And I found there was like, okay, this is a forced Relax. Like they're just here, like enjoy the moment. You're sitting outside. You're having a you're having a burger. You're having some pasta or everything. Just enjoy those moments. And for me, it was like that was challenging to, to like just sit with that and just kind of relax because here we're so you know on to the next thing.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, no question. No, I love that. And and the question, of course, of course, I was getting the same question. But you know, like what you and I both do is like I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to answer questions. Yeah. And so. You know, my feedback would often be questions. Well, what do you think? Who do you think was right in that situation? Whatever. And I, I'm going to say the same thing I said again. I don't care about saying the person's name. You know, I really don't. But I, I'm literally blown away by the fact that I, I, I want to travel with these people who swear that, like, people don't think Trump's insane. In other, <laughs> I just want to travel with these people because I, li- I literally see people. Either they're regurgitating from Fox or they go to these strange places where there's no humans and there's like three people who like Trump in other countries because they're literally saying, what in the world were you guys thinking? Mm-hmm. What is going on? Are you guys done? What's happening? Like, it's just fact. And you know what's funny? The one country in the past when I've traveled that I've noticed actually supported Trump was Israel. I met two people from Israel in the mall. Wow. Well, of course, they support him because he's supporting them financially. True. So what what I found this time was people saying that might have been a mistake, even the two Israelis I met said that might have been a mistake. And I'm like, might. And the, the the bottom line is, if this taught me anything, this taught me if I want to find peace, everything you and I talk about, I need to start by being the light of I know what's true and not keep focusing on those people who just make no sense and literally just focus on what does make sense and continue to do that in my life. Mm -hmm. And so I will share something with you that you're gonna have a lot of fun with this guy. What I did was I was learning everyone's names, learning everyone's stories. I mean, really spending time being present with people. And a few of the people I met, one guy, he was the sailing instructor in the Maldives at the place we were. we went out, got stuck in a storm, got stuck on an island, there was thunderstorms coming. It was amazing. Um, He was from Turkey loved listening to his perspective on the world from turkey another guy um was from the maldives and had a lot i don't want to share too much of the perspective about the maldives i will just say it was freaking beautiful but he's going to be on our show chris uh we're going to maybe have to record it but we got to see if it works you know as far as technology is that the one guy wise. you sent
0: me the message about
1: yes you're going to okay. love it dude yeah i'm just going to tell you this for everyone listening This gentleman, his name is Ali V. Shark, and we call him just V. V. Shark because he's into the ocean. He's a shark guy, but it's his real name. And so he's going to teach us a lot about how we can back up and be more primitive, but be more evolved simultaneously. And the conversations I was having with him were so beautiful and so deep. And on this one island, there were people from South Africa, from Bangladesh, from Turkey, from the Maldives itself, from the U.S., from Israel. It, it just kept going. And I'm like, how is it that this group of people live such beautiful lives together? And you can sit here and say, well, they're working. They're doing this. I'm going to tell you, the answer actually lied at the end of the dock when we got dropped off into the Maldives. It was a dock. And as we crossed a certain threshold, it said this. It said, no shoes and no news beyond this point. <laughs> And I just picked, well, first of all, I already had my shoes off because that's who I am. So I was already covered. And then the no news, I'm like, okay. And by the time I got to the end of that doc, I was already clean of the news. And the conversations we have, we're having more in-depth conversations about how to heal the world, starting with ourselves, regardless of the chaos. And I'm like, this is my island. These are my people. I am home. And so I'm going to bring the Maldives back here through interviews with you, Um, but it reminded me of what we need to be and how we need to change the world. It was effing awesome.
0: Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't see a lot of greed and you don't see a lot of ego and you don't see a lot of pushiness in the fact of what it is that they are trying to explain. They're like, let everybody live and what they want to do. But at the same time, it's about peace. It's about the moments. It's about family. It's about community. It's about enjoying those particular moments. That's the one thing that we learned the most. It was like, okay, just sit here and just enjoy this aspect of what's going on. There was no hatred. There was no this, there was no that. Everybody was just like super cool. Like just chilling.
1: Was there differences in different parts of Italy? Because like between the islands, between, because you guys are what, Firenze, Florence, like where are you guys? We, went,
0: uh, we started off in Venice, which was an amazing, amazing place. Sweet. Um, it was a little hot and humid there, but yeah. um, super cool, super crowded. The thing that bugged me about Venice was the commercialization of, of what it become. People yeah, say don't was- go there.
1: People say there, people, like it's in your, the Rome even has aspects of that, depending where you are in Rome. It's like the commercialization, the tourist nature. It's like, it sucks. It sucks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, walking down, you see Gucci and Coach and all this other shit. And I'm like, okay, now I feel like I'm in downtown Beverly Hills and I'm here trying to absorb what it is that you have going on. But everybody was just super nice and super gracious. And, you know, we started off in Venice. Then we went to um, Florence, which is a beautiful place. Got to do the Eiffel Tower. Got to do the walk on that. And everybody we met, everybody was super cool. It was funny. This I got to tell you the story.
1: The Leading Tower peasy, you mean?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Leaning Tower of Pisa. Yeah, Eiffel yeah, nice Tower's
1: in Paris. I saw the picture. Oh, I yeah, knew was, what you meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so what was crazy was we were walking up and, and we had great drivers. We had great tour guides. We had one tour guide we couldn't really understand. I mean, it was very difficult to understand her when we went to the Coliseum. But it was funny. We walk out this morning and we're getting we're going to uh, Pisa. We're going to go to Luca. And the guy looks at me, and goes, you remind me of Dave Grohl. And I'm like, dude, you couldn't have given me a greater compliment. That's a good so compliment. great so great and we yeah. and we found out he was a drummer for a band and we had a great time and just singing in the car singing oh, different songs just it. having a great time barb sang. We we're just sitting there having this conversation um the other part of that trip was aside from walking up the eiffel tower not eiffel tower now <laughs> <the Eiffel Tower laughs> <of Peace laughs> you got it in my brain um that was an experience um because it's crazy because it's leaning and it was just like for me it's when crazy. barb we were we were booking this trip she's like what is it for you that you need to see and i said i need to see that because you see it on the movies you see it on the tv and you're like does it really lean is it it a- and you walk up there and you're like holy fucking shit and she tells us a story about how they had to re-cement it and like like 10 years ago is was about to fall over and, you do the and whole so rotation. you go up and as you're going up it i realize i'm going all over the place as you're going up it, there's a certain point where it's easier and then it gets harder and then it gets easier and it gets harder and we get all the way up to the top and for me fear of i mean my height fearness has like gotten worse as i've gotten older so you get to this one spot and you're out there and they're like okay there's one more floor and i'm like Okay. I'm good here. But then I was thinking about it in my mind and thinking about what we teach and what we coach on is the fact of overcoming our fears and going past that pro- point where you feel uncomfortable. And I knew I was safe. My, co- it was the craziest thing. Scott caught into cognitively. I knew I was safe. I knew I was fine, but like my, my body, the physiology of my body just felt, I mean, leaning and everything else. And like, just felt weird. And when I got to the other part and I'm like, okay, I'm good. And she went to the, went to the next part. And I sat there for a second. I'm like, what would I tell somebody if they were here? I would tell them to go to the top and experience it. So I went through this narrow little passageway. We went all the way up to the top, walked around. I took a video. I haven't posted the video yet, but literally my hand was shaking. I was in the center of the spot, but I just felt uncomfortable. But once I got up there, I was like, yeah, you know, you got to go everywhere and experience those things. And when we got down to the bottom, it was great. But so the other part of the story was we went to Luca after that. Beautiful small town. And we saw they had the walls, you know, around it where they barricaded it against the enemies and everything. And they told us the story about how they had the gunfire across from it to protect people from coming in and everything else. But here's the funny part, Scott. I got locked in a bathroom. <laughs> I got fucking, I don't like closed spaces. I don't like heights. I went There's to the a bathroom. Pee. I got I to pee before we're gonna get back in the car and go back to uh go back to Florence. And I go in the bathroom, turn the lock, do my business pee turn around go to unlock the fucking bathroom i'm in a like a like a square like everything there is small and i go to turn the key and the fucking lock won't open and i'm like trying to like open it. i'm like okay if you just jiggle it i'm like engineering you know would not fucking open as soon as it wouldn't open i started freaking out i was like okay i know i'm fine i know i got plenty of air there's no windows there's no way out the steel door but as soon as i was locked in i was like holy shit it was like this fear so I'm pounding on the door. I'm like, hey, anybody can come out there and help me. So this German couple were inside the bathroom. They walk outside and they tell my wife and the tour guide, like, is your husband in there? And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, we think he's locked in there. And so, but the craziness of my mind, what it did, it was like, okay, I got to get out of here. There's no way to out of here. That's like, like just, it, it was so fucking weird. And then she came, we had to take the key out of the door and she wound up putting the key on the other side and we got out. But um, yeah, there was all sorts of crazy, crazy experiences. But the thing we learned is really about, the historical factor of that they've remained the people that they are throughout the years, even though they've had to fight and defend themselves over the years, but the culture and everything else was just so beautiful about the way they just enjoy those moments.
1: So I I love that. And I had a beautiful discussion with a friend of mine when I came home yesterday and uh, we were sitting at a coffee shop talking about this. We were talking about that. We are a compilation of like humans are compilations of stories, both before our existence you know, in our DNA and current since birth. So imagine a place like Italy, okay, where people have lived there and that's the culture. One of the things that we have an issue with in the U.S. or people have an issue is that we don't have culture. You know, we've started in the 1700s, you know, realistically many people came here later. So there's a very limited culture. We're bringing culture and the beauty is the melting pot of that culture, but that's a melting pot of stories. So it can create Maybe like discomfort, you know, one of the things I've been feeling is much of what you said, I would have done the same thing. I would have freaked out because (laughs) I'm grounded in one point and then I'm not. I'm grounded and then I'm not. And so think of this. The beauty, like you're saying, the consistency, that consistency comes with the same stories. Now, those same stories can be a beautiful thing because those stories say I am Italian. We eat together. We eat slow. We love family. We support one another. Great stories. But what about in our country right now or in parts of the world where the stories are they sound good on paper? we follow the Constitution, we support yesteryear we should you know and then well that also brings blank and I'm not trying to like sidestep like what you're saying. I'm really focusing on it. I yeah. think the fear in the bathroom is such a total metaphor of being boxed in that that's what's happening worldwide right now.
0: yep yeah, it's true.
1: That's the beauty of traveling like getting to lock get locked in there to have that feeling. My, my friend said, he said, my next thing without question that I have to do, and it's interesting that you brought up the bathroom. He goes, you've done ayahuasca, you've done these journeys, you've trained to be a shaman. He's like going through all of them. I'm like, wow, I've done a lot of shit. And he goes, but you haven't done the 10-day silence meditation. I go, that wouldn't even be that big a deal.
0: Oh, oh 10 yeah. days sil- I would. Yeah. I have a, oh, no.
1: But Chris, no. so- he said it. And I, at first I go, oh, I'll definitely do that. And then he starts actually telling me about his experience and he starts telling me where to go and what it's going to look like and feel like. And he's describing it. And suddenly I felt like I was locked in that room mm-hmm. and I started actually feeling fear and I started feeling discomfort. And you know why? Because of exactly what I just said and what we're addressing right now, I'm going to have to go back to my story, what's true and what's not, that defines me as I am. I'm going to go. have to go back to every story that comes below the layer of this existence, this current existence, and and truly heal. You know, we've done the breath work. We've done the ayahuasca. We've done all these things. But that's next level. And what you just said, it's funny you brought that up because I'm literally thinking in my head, am I really ready for all the stories? Yeah. And are people in general ready for all the stories? And that's what I'm trying to figure out. You know, like Italy has a certain vibe. You know what? where the melting pot finally looking at all the stories are we ready to look at those and truly heal and 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 find a divine oneness i fucking don't know dude you know Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm trying to be a badass and be like cognitive and like be deep conscious and some days i'm just tired and that vacation is getting me more lucid but it's also making me look at it it's scary as shit i mean what do you think like it's Mm -hmm. that bathroom thing was right on point because i drove home going I can sit 10 days. No, I can't. Yes, I can. No, I can't. Yes, I can. You
0: know? No, I've, I've actually talked to people who have done that, and it's pretty amazing. They say, like, hour four, you're just, like, ready to go out of your brain. And the thing I thought about in the bathroom was I thought about solitary confinement. I thought about prisoners being in there. I'm like, they're Dennis. in here for 30 days. Oh what do you think about it? Because we all want comfort. We all want security. We want safety. For me, it was like, and I, I did this. I was in there for about 10 minutes, and I thought, okay, could I survive in here for, like, a day? You know, if I had... The, the, the limitations in our brain, the limitations of our mind and the comfort of like, no, this is not comfort. I'm like, I was fine. I had plenty of oxygen. I had light and everything else. But the thought of being in there 10 minutes more was fucking driving me like, how can I get through the steel door? How can I, I can't break anything. I'm like, I am stuck here with my own thoughts. And I think that if we all did that, if we all just sat with, and I was thinking about that for a minute, like what you're saying, Scott was like, if we can all just sit with ourselves and be able to like, okay, I know deep breathing. I'm like, the first thing I started doing was breathing. And I knew I was fine, like cognitively, totally fine, totally fine. There's people outside. It's not like I'm deserted, but emotionally, emotionally, I felt trapped and emotionally, I felt like, okay, how can I deal with this, these, these things? And I think that what we're caught up here in the United States, especially is we're caught up into the the next thing that's going to bring us that validation and bring us that security and everything else. So to be able to sit with ourselves, especially like you're saying, doing a just go a day without saying something. I know I struggle with that. I struggle with that, not saying something because I think we need to be heard and we need to be listened to. But at the same time, we need to stop and like just be good with ourselves. Like at the core component of who we are, just imagine if we could all sit in that room for two hours and be able to be sane. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking about it.
1: Yeah. And, it's, and, it, and what it's really, the truth is getting to know yourself. You know, we talk about, you know, man search for meaning. And we talk about, um, you know, really finding the fact that you're a creator and the top uh, five regrets of the dying on your deathbed. Are you going to be satisfied with your existence? Well, two things there. You, you probably won't feel like you're the creator if you haven't truly created. And two, you'll probably have some regrets because you didn't live life to the fullest for you. And here's the thing. The reason you don't live life for the fullest for you is because you don't know who you are because we, you, me, and most of us are scared to look deep. And and here's the thing. I've done a shitload of inner work. You have. And I'm still scared. I'm, I'm being honest with you. I will go do it and I'll pretend like, you know, it is this is what I would have usually done in my life. I would have said that doesn't scare me at all. I'm fine. I would have gone and done it and told some bullshit story how it was no big deal. It is a fucking big deal. This is this is 10 days in the darkness in a cell where someone feeds you and gives you instructions on what might happen for you to stay put and stay sane. With the reality that you are the creator of this existence. So to rewind this and bring this back to the whole travel, what we're doing when we travel is we're stopping for a moment from the day-to-day noise. We're looking in the eyes of other people, seeing ourselves, and coming to terms with the I am. I am creator. I am a loving human. I am a big part of this universe. I am, you are, we are. Yeah, And, And how do we take these perspectives how do we blend them how do we support how do we love what do we do with it the first step is figuring out who the hell you are getting locked into the door you know just having the conversation about doing the 10 days that's part of the mm-hmm. 10 days that's step one me going ooh, that sounded really like when i really thought about it at first it's like oh i'll do that because i always say i will and i will but shit, that's scary so so tell me more about the vacation about the people you know because We're talking about perspective and you know what our fears are, whatever. What did you learn from some of these people? Mm Because I got story after story, I love it, man. Some good stuff.
0: No, no, that I'm glad you said that, Scott. One of the big things that I realized is that I've said this before, we're here for a minute, but in going there and realizing the historical factors of what has taken place, you know, 79 AD. Like this was like really 79, all the different thousands of years we saw like um like mummies basically we saw people that have pres- pres- preserved that have been there for a, like one person was sitting there literally it looked like they were doing this barb goes looks like it looks like he's doing this he was there for a thousand years we're here for 80 maybe 80 we're here for this long and we think that all this shit matters and oh what i do and oh what i say and all these other things for me it was like it doesn't matter It does not all the longevity of it does not matter. It's about being right here right now and seeing all the different things that have gone on and how they were so uh, resourceful in creating all these massive structures and working together for a greater good and for a common purpose and thinking about how we get so caught up in all the minutia of everyday life. Oh, you got to see this Netflix show. You got to do this. It's like, no, am I enjoying the moment? Yes or no. If I'm not then I have to take responsibility, accountability for myself and my actions to be, a, to not worry about what everybody else is doing and just to focus on my own world and to realize that we're all part of a greater good. But at the same time, we're here for such a nanosecond. Like and we think, and Barb was telling me about this, you know, we were talking about US history. She kept saying, we don't have anything like this in our, the United States. Like we don't have these different aspects Mm -hmm. of it because we're relatively babies. We're babies in the whole geography and the whole entirety of the planet and what's been going on. So for me, that was like a reframe and a perspective to say, okay, wow, what is it that we can focus on? But I think that as a collective, there seems to be this, you know, obviously the sides and everything else that are going on. It's like, if people just focused on their own life, am I happy doing what I'm doing? Am I happy in the relationships? Am I am I happy? And you're not going to be happy 100% of the time, but we have the choice and we have the opportunity and the resourcefulness to be happy in what we do. And so that was one of the big things for me was just realizing and recognizing that we're here for a nanosecond and to stop wasting so much time on everything else. And that's the thing that that frightens me about what's going on over here because everybody keeps like saying, you know, what's going on over there? What are you guys going to do? And I'm like we're sitting there going, OK, can we move to Florence? Can we you know, can we do these different things? So for me, that was one of the big shifts, for, you know, in understanding that. But the beauty of no matter where you go or what you look like that people are accepting and loving was like such a, uh, an affirmation for me to know that that 80, 90% of the world is really good people. We met people from all over the world, like you said, we're saying, and we all got along. We were all great. We're all taking pictures and laughing and joking, you know, people from India, people from uh, England, you know, people from all over the world. And it was like, it just reaffirmed for me that we're all part of the greater good. And we all really do love each other. It's just the matter of what's getting caught up in the media. And I think that's being perpetuated to a, to a negative extent, big time
1: hundred percent. Yeah, the meat has popped up in a lot of my conversations. A couple things have popped up. And then that the, and you brought up an interesting point, too, because when I was in Rome was it like 1998 or something like that. I remember being in Rome and I'm like, oh, my God, like I, this kid's playing like ball on ruins. You know, they've been here for thousands and thousands of years. And then you walk over the Colosseum and you walk, you know, you're walking around like Amazing. it's like right in the middle of everything. I'm like, this is nuts. And, and, you know, Boston had some history because at least we were one of the first, you know, but still I'm like, this is exponential. And then now I sit here and I always in and the, and the, the thing I want to talk to you about is the timeless felt self versus the time self, the 10 day meditation or when you're doing an ayahuasca journey or when you're in deep meditation or whatever. That's when you go into that timeless self, that conscious, you know, being that is responsible for creating in this experience zone that we're calling humanity calling earth whatever the time doesn't matter you know what i mean you're sitting here saying look at all this history here we're saying shorter history here for an infinity we've been creating so this is just one painting on the blip of infinite paintings that we've created collectively so i'm going to throw something at you that came to me the other day because you know how like when i start getting deep like i Remember how Go Love Now came to me, like the love and the right. fear model, literally while I was sleeping. I woke up in the morning. It was all written down. And I bought the domain name Go Love Now. I had another one of those right when I got back from the like, trip a couple of days ago. And I didn't understand what it was because I heard it during the day in my head. And I and then I was like and then I kept hearing it. And then I woke up with it. And I'm like, oh, I'm missing something. There was two simple words, divine divide. I'm like divine divide, divine divide divide divide. And then I'm like, and then I stopped asking and I just th- started receiving. and I started visualizing the you know, hydrogen atom, you know splitting into helium yeah. and and evolving. And we're sitting here resisting the organic divide. I don't know exactly what this means yet. I'm going to keep dialing into source and keep the cl- conduit clean. But what I'm starting to realize is, continue to shine your light. Aligned to those, which we always preach. I don't want to say who think like you, but are energetically aligned to you. Because think like you means ego-based, but energetically aligned to you. I know this is what's happening. When I'm talking to people that we would deem the other side, this is what's happening. I say, it is not right to do blank. And they come back and go, but the Constitution says, or, well, how do you vote for somebody who does that? Oh, you don't like my political party. I'm like, you're not even answering my question. I'm like, this has nothing to do. So here's the thing. When something's dividing, there's two different purposes. Maybe we have two different purposes. Maybe we're splitting off to become a heart. They're splitting off to become a lung and a bigger collective being, you know, maybe the split is organic to create a new element. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try to figure out the how. I know my why. And I'm going to stay in alignment to that. So I don't have all the answers to this, but that was a download for me, Divine Divide. So what I'm starting to do is I'm starting to say the JS and given an initial cause I'm not going to name names that somebody that we might talk to. But when I look at that page, it's batshit crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's creating a lung while I'm creating a heart and I'm part of a different alignment. So that wouldn't make sense to what I'm supposed to be in my purpose. But I'll mm-hmm. tell you this, it seems insane. So I have to walk away from that and I have to align to what I align to and be fully present and in service in this time space. And we're all dialed into the time list. Does that make sense? And and yeah, I'm not absolutely. sure what it means fully yet, but I what I got was divine divide is saying, relax, stay on track, be kind, you know what you're doing, keep going. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, but I, you know, again, I'm 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 calm with it. But we've been in a place of you know a lot of shaking up, kind of like a lot of motion before this divide. So. Maybe the divide thing still allows oneness because we're all from one being. Yet maybe the divide is the actual evolution that's necessary for us to—I don't know—learn the next lesson. Does that make sense?
0: Oh yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and I think that for me is like one of the things coming back here. And I had—I had—I I said I was just going to disconnect for this particular trip and just like relax and like you know not do anything, and I did. I did a really good job of it. And then knowing that I was going to come back here was like, okay, what am I willing to sacrifice and give up in order for me to become my greater self? Like before, you know, it's all about this and that and everything else and seeing how the culture was and seeing how the people were actually ignited something in me to, to, to be, to still be that flame, to still be that light for everybody else and still to be that person. Cause I, everywhere I went, I was like, I'm about, you know, cause people like look at me and like, okay, you look like a tough guy and everything else. Are you a Trump supporter and everything else? I'm like, you know, no, I'm not. But at the same time, I'm still I feel like I'm still like trying to hold both sides, and like bring them together, like, OK, we got to bring them together. We got to I still got to be that bridge. But at the same time, when you think about how we learn the most, we learn the most usually when things fall apart. And when we've seen, you know, the different historical factors of the different stories that we learned was pretty frightening in that we know that history repeats itself. So in my mind, I'm like, am I willing to let go of the of of me trying to be that light for every single person and try to bring whether no matter what your religious beliefs are, political beliefs are, whatever it is, wherever it is you've come from. Am I willing to let that go in order to let what happens needs to happen in order for us to get to that next spot? You know, when you think about all the different ways, you know, when I'm here and I can't recite it now, but, you know, thinking about how Italy was attacked and all the different formations they had, you know, Austria and we went through a uh, temporary um, uh, uh, museum that was set up for Auschwitz and looking at all the different things that it went through and and seeing literally there was I mean, this is I remember Barb loves this part we went through what they call the the jewish ghetto which was not a ghetto um but it was part of where the people went to and there was these little gold like little square gold things on the on the floor before their before the houses and we asked the tour guide we went on this like um uh, unseen things of rome or the i don't know it was like it was like things you don't normally see on a touristy shit and so we were like keen on that and we were like wondering what these little gold plaques were and those were the gold plaques of the people that were jewish that were taken that were there that were taken to germany or to be part of that 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 situation and that some of the people had to leave by or some of the men had to leave by jumping from roof to roof and it was like that honoring and going to do that going through that museum and seeing what happened for me i used to think 1942 was like decades ago. Like, I mean, I mean, obviously it's decades. I thought it was like millions of years ago, but then you're standing there and saying, okay, this was made in 79 AD. So 1942, they were checking you off because of what your nationality was for me. That was horrifying because I thought, okay, the forties was like years ago. That was like, that was yesterday. That was, And then thinking about what's going on right now with, you know, the overturning of Roe v. Wade and what might be next for me, that really like condensed that period of time into like yesterday for me, it just connects in yesterday and it was like, "It is yesterday. wow, wow, what is next? So for me, I think, you know, really realizing that, yes, I'm going to still try to be that bridge for all the different people and all the different facets of it. But at the same time, recognizing I have to prepare my son that shit might get worse before it gets better. And maybe it's going to get better for his generation because when we look back on historical factors, we know that history repeats itself that maybe this is the thing that I need to be doing is setting him up to be that bridge when he needs to be that bridge or be that stronger person when those things go to shit. And maybe that's just a part of the reality that I cannot change that needs to happen in order for us to learn. And some people need to learn the lessons the hard way.
1: So I know people have asked you this question before, and I never put pressure on you because I like you and I never would tell you what to do. Cause I don't do that to people, but people have said like, you're always trying to be a bridge, pick a side because those who don't pick sides are complacent and whatever crime is being committed or whatever. So, I mean, here's a question for you. When you, when you look at Auschwitz and you look at things, you know, Hitler regarded or whatever, because I sat in Auschwitz, when I sit here and I look at the definition of fascism and I, when I look at what's happening with somebody like Donald Trump and it's clearly fascism, I mean, you can call it whatever you want. Bullshit yourself. It's authoritarianism. It's that fascism. It's ridiculous. And when we sit here and we have people who might even be listening to this show, I'm at a point where I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just talk about this every day because this isn't everything I'm going to talk about. But you're going to know my view. And if you look at my Facebook page, you know, my view, I'm utterly disgusted in people who could still potentially support Trump. It just it just blows my mind. And because it's nothing to do with politics, this is. First and foremost, I'm going to look at a human. I'm going to look at their energy. Okay. I mean, Chris, you know, you you and I look different, whatever. I love you to death. Like I I jump out and meet you in California. I'm sure if I met Barb in person, uh, met Serena in person, any of these people in person, I'm going to give them a huge hug because I can see who they are energetically and I'm going to support them. These people I also, you've watched over time, me literally get rid of Facebook friends who are friends because their energy is off. And and I'm going to be honest with you, it's off. And they think they're in some sort of alignment. And I'm going to fully disagree with that. And I'm not going to participate with that because that's exactly, I sat in Auschwitz, I watched what happened. If your alignment is in any space supporting something that's fascist, they could essentially turn around and take away the power of an individual tribe because of differences, then you're on my radar. I'm against you. And I'm being honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm tired of stepping back. I'm not going to be an asshole. I'm going to be the light. I'm going to not tell you what to do, but you're going to hear my opinion. If you don't like it and I choose not to answer you because you're asking this question when we're talking about this conversation, so be it. But you're definitely going to know where I stand. And I'm always going to support the little guy. And I'm always going to support that person who's being hurt because of something they can't even control. I'm I'm, I'm tired of it. I know the world's tired of it. I ask a lot of questions of other people when I'm traveling. I know that the support in humanity does not support the behaviors of somebody like Trump, and I don't give a shit if that makes some people money in the economy and they think gas prices are too high. It's just batshit crazy to me that those things are paramount over humanity, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to sit and be idle behind that. And I and I get, I, I get your point of being the bridge. How like how like what does that look like to you? Like, cause I'm like a real question. Cause, cause we have friends who s- still, I, I just, what does that look like? How, how do you, I'm going to be the bridge by being the truth. And as things unfold, if they can't see the truth, then they can't walk with me. That's how I'm going to be the bridge, but I'm constantly listening for the truth. And I'll admit when I am clearly wrong, cause I have nothing to do with it. The truth has something to do with it. And I follow the truth
0: period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. Totally, totally. And the th- thing that fucks me up is I've had these conversations with people on both sides. And for me, it's like I asked my question. And I, and I, this is the way I was able to forgive my understand my mom. If I had walked through her steps, if I had been through her particular experiences, might i be like her. And so when I talk to some of these people who are on the different sides, their truth, their particular truth and what they understand and what they seek out and what they find is the answer to what it is that they're looking for. So to them, their truth is their truth, because they're able to sit there and say, and it, it, for me, I've always struggled with this, I told you this before, like, what is the real truth, right? You know, you sit there and think, okay, this, this and that and the other thing, then you hear other things and you start to understand that it's like, okay, if we all followed that particular doctrine, then might we be like them? Like if I sat there and I watched all that stuff and I've had people send me documents that are, and I've read them and I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my God, that's truthful. Da, da, da. The historical aspect of how our money, money situation has worked. Da, da, da. If I sure, follow v. that I currency you know.
1: and all that, I mean, you yeah. could take a truth and then you can blow it out into blatant conspiracy theory. I mean, here's yeah. the reality. Like I'm with you. There's a lot, like there's always a, a chunk of truth in every conspiracy theory, yeah. psychotic bullshit. And then they'll say, see, I told you so. So cause one piece, Turned out true, which we weren't even arguing. We were arguing the whole theory. The smart conspiracy theorist does the same exact thing. Puts an easy truth that will be revealed to say, see, I told you so. I mean, it's a fucking game, dude. I mean, it really is. And and it, there's intellectuals. There's very smart people in all spaces of existence. What kills me is I watch some brilliant people on the other side who who get one. But It's almost like you got 10% of the test. So you think you got 100 because you got one piece right. And I'm like, you're better than that, dude. You're not that dumb. You're following shit just to agree with your righteousness. And it's fucking mind blowing. It's this like a, a flip strip right now. I'm going to swear it today.
0: Um, <laughs> go, Scott, go. It's the unfiltered but, but, experience. But here.
1: I guess my biggest point is I, I, I'm i with you, dude. You know, I'm a massively empathetic person. Oh, yeah. I still love those people. I would still like if any dude, you saw like One person's in the hospital. I totally disagree with it. I'm going to be there. I'm, I'm, I'm there, dude. I'm yep. there. I'm there for humanity but I'm not going to be a savior telling them what they need. If they can't see in themselves, I'm going to be what I say I am and they can follow me. And when I'm wrong, I'm going to say, whoops, I was wrong. Evolve. And I'm going to move forward. So I'm going to be that light and be that player as I call it. And I'm not going to be the savior. I'm not going to play the victim games, but there's, there's a fine line for me of, being the bridge. Like, I don't know that I'm going to be their bridge until they're ready to take a walk to the other side. I'm not Mm going to be standing as a bridge. I'm going to be standing as the light. And when they say, hey, can you shine that light over here? Then I will do it. But I'm Mm -hmm. not going to babysit as a bridge and sit and let them see me as a bridge. They're going to see me on the other side.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I totally see that. One of the things that that, that I take from all of this is I sit there and think about the thing that we need to be doing more of is having those conversations. Like Agreed. we got, everybody's, everybody's like on this side or this side, they're developing their news, they're, they're enveloping their news, but nobody's like having those conversations because the things that I've had those conversations about, ultimately we want the same things. Everybody sure. wants the same thing. It's just about the mechanism, of what we're going to do about it and the belief and the ideologies that we have about it, but nobody's talking anymore. And everybody's yeah. like, I'm going to move to Florida. I'm going to move to Texas. I'm going to move to California. I'm going to move to Idaho. I'm going to, they want to go be where everybody else agrees and things like them. Sure. And then we see what the Supreme Court is doing. And it seems like they're sitting there saying, okay, we're not gonna have the federal government anymore that's gonna be overarching every, everything It's gonna be the independent states, they're gonna have the opportunities to govern what it is they need to govern. So everybody's gonna go to their own separate areas and we're gonna go back in time instead of being the United States, we're gonna be the divided states. I don't know how we got on all this from all. No, the no, no. This is, I think this
1: is good stuff. So here's yeah. a question, here's a question for you. All right, here's a here's a question for you. And I think that, that this makes a so here's my biggest failure to date when I'm having those conversations. Um, someone will infiltrate a post, and I do it with intention to get that infiltrator. But, okay, I might say something like this. Um, Christianity has been hijacked by the alt-left, I mean, the alt-right super-Christian group that's not even really Christian. And so I'm nothing against Christianity. I was raised Christian. Yeah. I have an issue with that becoming very political and then them just overtaking the government. So if I'm in that space, one of the things that's driving me nuts is the, these people, when they hijack my posts. I literally say something like we shouldn't be doing blank and they'll go, but the constitution said, but this said, And I'm like, that's not what I said. I said, we shouldn't be doing this because of blank, because of blank. What I'm seeing is a massive inability for people to listen to what's going on in the conversation and answer according to it. Go to any of my posts. Like if anybody wants to go listen to my posts, yeah. read what I wrote and walk through and listen to the side comments. It's literally insane. I'm like, I, I, I mean, I'm a pretty clear, I'm going to say, hey, Chris, do you think that blank should occur? And you're going to say yes or no, not, but at the constitution, I didn't ask that. All right. Do you think that, and, and that's what happens, they go off on tangents to just say they're right. So here's my question to you. What do we need to do to bring this, conf- this conversation back to here? Because, and, and this is my problem too, my level of tolerance with these conversations, when I ask a question you try to run the other way, is zero right now. I'm, I'm So it's on me. Is right. there a better way? Because I can't do this with every single conversation, have to reel you the fuck back in because you have zero ability to say what's in front of you. I can't play that. I'm tired. So maybe mm-hmm. I'm not supposed to. Maybe that's why Divine Divide came in. Maybe this is organic. I mean, what's the answer to that?
0: Here's my thing. And I've recommended this to some people who try to argue with me about being the bridge and what you're teaching, Jackson. It's one thing to do it on, on Facebook and do it on, on you know, messaging and stuff like that. It's another thing to talk to somebody. So I would recommend that when you're having those conversations on Facebook and everything, take it offline and actually talk to the person. Like yeah. really talk and say, okay, what is the common goal that we're trying to seek together? Like we're, we're trying to find safety, security, opportunity, all these things. Okay, right so right. what? Let me understand where you're coming from because everybody gets all like this. Like I cite this and cite this and cite this. I deal with it all the time, and I've challenged people all the time. I'm not sure if she's still watching, um, but they don't want to do it. They don't. I don't want to talk to that person. I've invited people on our show. Like, if you disagree with X side, I will welcome you on the show to have the conversation, to listen and actually talk to people versus.
1: Because sure. everybody wants and, to do this. Uh, we're the same there. So, we're, so we're the same me, there with some exceptions.
0: Right. So for There's me, a it's few like, exceptions. like, <laughs> talk to the people, talk to the people. I, I was in the back of a taxi cab on the way back from Chicago with somebody and they were just, gah, 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 and I just, I asked them like three questions and I know if I would have done that on here, they would have like, I thought about, and I asked them three questions. And they're like, well, fuck dude. And I'm like, yeah. That's the thing we need to stop. We need to stop and say, listen, I understand what you're saying. I understand you're saying this, this, and this. I understand that you're getting your news from this, this, and this. However, what would it feel like? What would it, what would it look like if we just got to be meet in the middle? How can we meet in the middle? Cause everybody's like, okay, it's my side or whatever, you know, this thing for my mom, the thing I learned from my mom was like happy versus right. She always had to be right. She always had to be right. Everybody has to be right because they feel validation. They feel like, okay, I'm the one that's victorious, but there is no right. It's like, how can we have this conversation? Like back in the old days, we used to talk over the dinner table and sit there and say, okay, what's the bridge that we can do? Because people aren't doing that. They're going to their, you know, I watched somebody the other day, like I moved to Florida because everybody agrees with me. So I think it's more about breaking down that barrier to say, okay, listen, I see your point. Would you be willing to have a conversation with me for 20 minutes on the phone? And if that person says no, then obviously you know that they're stuck. But if that person says, yeah, how can we find that? Because when we start having those conversations, then we're able to see a little bit more perspective. So explain to me where you come from. You know, like I tell I I, I tell my wife, like if I grew up in Michigan and I all my life and I grew up a hunter and all these different things, I grew up, you know, believing these things and, and da-da-da, might I be like them? Yeah. Might I be like dug in because everybody's digging in. Everybody's like, I'm right, you're wrong. You're right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong, right, wrong. What about the area that says, okay, we're actually both saying the same thing we're just saying it in different ways. How can we sit there and be the bridge for everybody else to say, you know what? Listen, hey, why don't you stop saying that? Why don't you have a conversation with somebody? Why don't have a conversation with somebody? Okay, you're part of the problem, not part of the solution. How can so, we do that? And that's what I'm trying to do.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. And and this is this is one of it's those hard, places. It's that- hard,
0: trust me. I mean, I listened to 45 minutes of bah, 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 bah And I just asked him three questions. And he was like, "Well, oh, fuck.
1: So I guess this is a discernment thing because I say okay, so this comes back to, you know, you're, you're so I'm just going to flip this back to you and I, like what we talk about a lot is moments. Sure. So if my moments are the most important and my most critical thing I need to do is be good to those right around me to really teach and be part of the development of that, which is right around me. So I've got to focus there first. So when I'm sending something off into Facebook land or I'm sending off an Instagram world or Twitter or, or you know, here. I'm putting in this out there as as plant uh, seed planters, you know, I'm planting. So I'm going to be be honest with you. I'm not taking 45 minutes with anybody from this and doing this right now. I'm just not because I have 45 minutes way more well spent that I already know the input that it's going to create. So I'm not going to do it, but that's a choice. So what I want people to do is figure out where's the value, because anybody who's coming into my posts, I shouldn't say that. Anybody who's currently coming into my post that I've seen, I know those people enough who they are. And they're coming in to be belligerent because their heels are so deeply in that I don't know that I have the capacity to make a difference in 40 minutes and I'm not willing to. So that, that, that message wasn't for them. That message wasn't even for them. When I'm sending stuff out, if you can't even have a conversation, answer what's in front of you. I'm not going to sit here and be your teacher for free. But would they be They'll different if they out. talk
0: to you? Would they be different if they actually talk to you on the phone?
1: Well, the answer, talk the reason I know the the answer is, um, most of these people have talked to me in person before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I'm these the people who come in here are people from my hometown, the people from like way back when who do know me. So I've had conversations about bringing Golov now into schools. I've had conversations with them when I show up at home and I see them in a steak restaurant when I pop in. They're they're so into their own. Car. It's kind of like this. The one teacher that comes into the school and gives the kid good information, then they go back home and their parents say, that's bullshit. You don't need any of that. There's so much echo that me coming in with anything is just, they're going to go back and get validation the minute we get off the phone. So I'm not willing to invest that time in them unless I see some change. I can, I mean, I'm a smart enough guy to look at their verbiage and see what they're trying to get. And they're doing what your mom's doing. They're begging to be right. They're playing Mm -hmm. fucking literally games out of debate class from high school i can look at their technique i see what they're doing great job dude you spun the fucking thing where does around that come think from? where
0: hurting. does that come from does that come from insecurity or confidence
1: that is coming from them so so for you from for me no for i them. think what they're literally insecurity trying to or do confidence i think it's in the insecurity thing
0: yeah so i mean i, I could
1: literally i could sit here mm-hmm. and do a full psychoanalysis on two of these people and you would get the whole thing and it would be fun if they ever listen to the show because i know who they are they've had I don't want to give into. Indi- there's things that happen in their life that I could say right now, but I don't want to say who they are by saying those sure. things in case they ever listen because I right. like them. I, I like them as humans, but I'm not going to babysit you because you've gone down a certain sp- space in the road. They're literally asking me to do what you're saying. They're saying, prove me wrong. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and coach you for free. You're glad you're welcome to take my class. I-, I will gladly sit with you, but I'm not going to do this for free and babysit you and teach you shit that you can't see. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do that. I will put information out. You can argue with me. I'm not going to run down your rabbit holes with you. If you can't see it, I guess what I'm saying is they, pr- we probably are having the conversation without, I bet you there, there's a reason they're still on my threads. They're going, <laughs> shit, I'm interested in this. Right. They're, they're there for a reason. on the shoulder.
0: have have a conversation.
1: I'm cool with that. Yeah. I'll do that. Like two it's words not proving wrong. How
0: can we, that's the thing. I'm like, how can we find that middle ground? How can we find yeah, that middle ground? And, then, and cool. you know, I'm very polite.
1: I'm not going to be a douche to yeah. them. I'm going to be super cool. Like, no, mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool with that. And and honestly, these people I'm talking about, these two in particular, I like them. I think they're great people. I think where they moved after high school, what parts of they went to New Hampshire? They got out of town. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's. Yeah. It, it, I get it, dude. It's the whole empathy thing. And, and here's the thing. I'm not responsible for your learning. I'm not responsible for your inner work. I'm not responsible for your growth. If you can't see what's in front of you, I'm not your babysitter, but I'll certainly be there to support you the minute you take a step and say, I feel like I'm drowning. But if you're sitting here saying you're the problem, keep looking in the mirror. We'll talk in a little bit.
0: Okay. It's amazing how we went from Italy and the Maldives to
1: Let's go back to Italy.
0: Let's go back to Italy. Yeah. I just got to say packing cubes rock.
1: <laughs> yeah. My lo- my wife's addicted. Addicted.
0: So what do you, I mean? Actually bring it all back to that. I mean, you guys just did plane travel crazy or,
1: just, okay. just, just, plain crazy. <laughs> just playing crazy.
0: I mean, what things would you say to people who are willing to travel? And one thing I wanted to tell everybody tonight is that we weren't coming on the show tonight to brag about everything that we've done and all these different things. We were gone, all this other stuff. You guys out there have the opportunity to do that as well. I mean, Scott and I bust our ass. I mean, I've, I've sacrificed and forgiven all the different things in my life to be able to do the things that we get to do. Um, what types of things would you, would you, suggest to people right now, thinking about going out there and broaden their horizons and, and expanding their opportunities from where they're at today, even if they can't leave you, the United States.
1: I'll give you like two or three little things. First and foremost, you want to travel like Chris and I just did. Um, I mean, I'm not a rich person. I mean, I'm I'm very privileged and, and I've worked my butt off to get to a space where I can do these things. But it's not like I'm throwing 10 grand down to jump on a plane and fly to this place and this place. Like we're very creative, yeah, So you're, you're it, smart. It, very creative. You know, like my, my wife said years ago, she goes, I got my yoga instructor, you know, certification. I'd love to travel and be an instructor elsewhere. So I said, start calling different places in different countries and just say, hey, I'm a, I'm a yoga instructor. And I want to hold retreats. Here. She goes, well, what should I say? So I literally gave her a script. And now we hold yoga retreats around the world because she just called places because here's the deal. If you're part of the solution, the solution to create retreats and there's a problem and you're part of the solution, what happens? You're going to succeed. It's just people go, yeah, but I'm not good enough or I can't. And suddenly you hear a story later about something you did not go, I could have done that. Stop. Yeah. I could have done that. Just shut the fuck up and do it. We made the phone calls. We do retreats around the world. We're going to Tanzania in February. We've been to Guatemala. We've been to Bali. We go to Costa Rica. We go over the world. You know why? Because we ask. We say, could we come here? Could we do this? We have partnerships with the airlines. We have ways to get first class for next to nothing. None of this is by accident. This is by design. So to answer your question, you want to travel around the world? I mean, Chris, go back to the day my wife and I met. We met. And a month later, we said, let's travel around the United States. So we're going to start as two children who are 24 and 25 or 23 and 25 years old. Two children. And I said, let's travel around the country because all my friends said they would do it and they didn't. And she goes, okay, well, what do we do? I go, let's buy an RV. You jumped. we literally we jumped. We looked in what was called the Penny Saver, which was Craigslist at the time. Yep. There was one RV for sale for eight thousand dollars. That was out of our range by probably five grand. You know, which is crazy. This is back in you know this is way back when. So we go to the people. We say we'd love to borrow this RV, but we're not really looking. We were just thinking maybe we'll travel around the country. They go, how much do you have? And we said twenty six hundred dollars. That's what we had between our bank accounts. We're children, and they go, we'll take it. So we hand them, literally, we go to the bank, get a check, come back. They were leaving the next day to move back to Australia. They tried to sell their RV. They literally forgot to like do it. They gave it to us. They put in an amazing stereo and gave us some other shit. We had like 20 grand worth of stuff, hands us the thing. And now we're driving around the country. We got a job with Citibank. We traveled around the country, promoting credit cards, seeing the entire country. Do you know why? Because we knew our why. We want to travel. We want to see the world. We were fucking dialed in, Chris. We were going. We were going and the universe goes, you guys believe it. And so everything I'm sharing and you guys hear, and you're going, is he full of shit? Is he real? My whole life is real because I dialed into my why and I made this shit happen. It still happens today. So if you are listening to what I'm saying and what Chris is saying, thinking we've been given anything, we've been given everything from the universe, which is really right in here because we understood what we wanted here. I said, I want to travel because I want to understand perspective. I want to see the world. I want to see how I can impact it, how I can build a better me to build a better you. And the universe said, you're being authentic and your intent is real. Here you go. Same shit. So if you want to see the world, you want to do what we're doing. I I mean, I I don't want to sit here and promote stuff. Take Chris's coaching. Take my coaching. The the truth is dial into your shit and you will have everything you want. This is not rocket science.
0: I I don't care what you want.
1: You like, you want to go with Chris. You want to go with me. You want to go with somebody. I don't even care who you do it with. Come back and tell us about your success. I just know that if you do it authentically, we're going to flip the script and you're going to be on the show telling us how you went to this place and this place. And it all worked out because that's how the universe works. That's all I got to say. Sorry. I got to Amen.
0: Finish. Amen. The great Sally Anderson, who we both know, my great coach. She said, Chris, you got to ask. You gotta ask. Mm. That's what we gotta do, ladies and gentlemen. We gotta ask. So, thank you guys for being here. We saw what what, 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 Ronald Krieger is on from YouTube because I like that. Scott, don't be afraid to ask, and then accept the gifts from the universe. Absolutely, hundred percent. Andrea says so true. Thank you for being here, Andrea. Um, Darlene says I'm ready for an RV. Absolutely, Robert saying ask the bridge for your dreams to come become your destiny. Hundred percent. Um, you guys have all been beautiful. We're going to go back here. Uh, Mary case says, great idea, Christopher and offline one-on-one yes. to understand each other. hundred percent. We got, uh, Andrea says so good. Scott be the light. Thank you. hundred percent. There's truth there. There's humanity. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. You guys are all beautiful people. Thank you guys for being here. We got Serena saying yes. Traveling is a wake up call for ourselves. We learn and grow in so many different ways. It's hundred percent. Um, Robert says here, uh, that being said, I'm grateful for the nicotine in my vape right now. We won't <laughs> talk about the, the, the. I'm not sure if she's watching, but we want to talk about the breakdown situation that I got to see when my wife left her vape pen inside the back of a taxi cab. <laughs> oh yeah, it was lots of fun. Uh, Mary Kay says, I've been scared of the deep within and ran from it under the guise of transformation stuff, in the mm. post in the past. So thank you guys for being here. Man, Scott, it's been a great conversation. I love you. I appreciate you. We're going to be back here next week. Go out there and be brilliant guys go out there and be unfiltered Go. don't forget to go to the unfiltered experienceence.com we love you guys we'll be back here next week appreciate you guys go out there and have an amazing weekend go out there and enjoy yourselves go out there and enjoy the moments and know what your why is and go out there and be a part of the part of the solution not part of the problem we love you we'll see you it next week peace
1: amen love you all